In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own band, Helsinki. And with me, all the way from the recesses of her basement, sucking down her wine, <laughs> blonde bombshell herself, and Kerrigan. Well, hello. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm better now that I got my glass of wine. Really? <laughs> How can you drink and talk? Oh, you don't have a headset, right? I do have a headset. Well, don't you hear yourself like gobbles? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't slurp it. I sip it very oh. quietly. I don't, you know, slurp oh, see, it out of that glass. You know, I've getting like cups of tea when I've I've done the show and I have to like gulp it down. I was like. Whoop. <laughs> Well, don't do that. You burn your tongue. Okay. No. Anyways. So I'm all excited because uh, the first week in of April, Mm -hmm. uh, we are venturing out uh, to the Houghton Mansion, as some people say. But I like to say Houghton myself. Houghton. Ho, 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 Houghton. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, we'll be out there working with uh, Jeff Belander, Darkness Dave, who we spoke to last week, right? Last week, yes. Yeah, yep. and Josh, okay. Man- Josh Mantello, a good friend of ours, the mm-hmm. boys from Spooky South Coast, and mm-hmm. Andy Lake. So Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So can't you, wait. You're, so you're like the token woman. Apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, my good friend and your friend, uh, Leslie Madden, will also be going, I believe. That's too. right. Leslie will be there to stand in solidarity with me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> my backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, someone's got to keep you on your toes all weekend, so that's why we're there. Yeah, if you Make say Make sure so. you don't slack off and, you know, be lazy. And- Anyways, uh, we've got an interesting show coming up. First of all, I want to wish a very good friend of both of ours, yes. um, Kelly Spangler. Uh, it's her birthday today. She, I believe, is 19, 20, I forget. Oh, something like that. Something Happy like birthday, that. Kelly. Happy birthday. Yay. And for those who do not know Kelly, Kelly is, of course, um, uh, a witch. Yes. Well, isn't that cool? 
You're just going to stop at that? She's a witch? Yep, that was it. She's a no, witch. Well, I thought you were going to have many more glowing things to say about her. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she does well. readings up in Salem. Yeah, but it's her birthday. I wouldn't, uh, you know. <laughs> she says she loves us more now. Oh, because we wished her a happy birthday on the air. <laughs> is it, yeah, but it's oh, and we really... said she was 19. That's true. Uh, what do you mean we said? Well, I said. You said. Mm-hmm. You said that. Okay. Fine. Okay. Fine. Fine. You said it. Fine. Be that yeah. way. Jeez. Any, anyways, <laughs> um, this show is actually your idea. It is. Thank you very much. And so you want to tell, I guess, what it's going to be about? I mean, uh, uh, well, uh, uh, we'll start from the beginning. So I'm on Facebook, uh, beginning of the week, and I'm seeing a lot of posts about, um, you know, honoring. It was the, the, the date of Sean Poirier's passing, and I did not know who he was. Really? Um, no, I had never met Sean um, I mean, I have a lot of friends who are witches, but, you know, I'm not really part of that, that community. Um, so I was intrigued, you know, and was, was looking into, you know, who he was and, and what he did. And I thought, you know, all these people are saying how much they miss him and, you know, are posting, you know, in honor of uh, the occasion of his death. And I thought, well, what if we did a tribute show? So uh, you actually... Like that idea. It doesn't happen very often, people. Well, I okay. like all your ideas. <laughs> you're very, uh, you know, very, uh, uh, yeah. They're very, uh. Yeah, so anyway, so Rod took uh, the ball and ran with it. Uh, that's what I did. I did right? uh, there you go. Um, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I even got in trouble over it because I called you Blondie. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, That's okay. Yeah, yeah. You, I give you permission to call me Blondie. Yeah, I know. Okay. I, I don't understand that with people like, you know, okay, hey, I, that's between you and I, not that's someone right. else to stick their nose in it. I, I don't, I don't, uh, someone um, on Facebook Facebook made a comment that Facebook. it's, <laughs> Facebook, felt that it was derogatory. Uh, yeah. Is that the word she used? I don't know. But anyways, I don't feel that it is. and. No. If As you know, I don't mean it that's in right. any derogatory manner. That's right. So it's okay. So don't get your panties in a bundle. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, um, I've got some uh, a really interesting show because uh, for those who do not know Sean Portier, Sean Portier, and I've heard him been re- I've heard him been referred to as this before, which is the king of the Salem, which is when he was alive, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Mm. And uh, he was my first, um, what's, what's the word, my first uh, meeting with a, a real witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your first witch encounter? My first witchy encounter. There you so, go. Uh, yeah. And he was he was quite the you know he was he was really an amazing guy, uh, um, and, and this show is good about him. He died very young, and, and it was really sad and mm-hmm. very unexpected. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, those who did know him uh, certainly have their opinions about him. And 
I think we have someone who did know him right now on the line. So, uh, well, it's the birthday girl herself. What do you know? Hello, Hello everyone. Hi, Hi Kelly. Kelly. Hi, guys. Thank you for my birthday wishes. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, you know, if I, if I was there, I would have I would have made you a cake. Oh, that's okay. Beth yeah. made me a cake. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Brian Beth came yesterday and gave me a cake. Nice. Yeah, I, I yelled at him for it, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you yell at your son for bringing her a cake? For going out in that crazy weather we had yesterday. Oh, for goodness sakes, it wasn't that bad. I'm still his father, you know. Well, that's true. Well, things to do, so they will come in and sail him anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Likely story. <laughs> so we're here talking about um, Sean, who, uh, you know, it's it's been a while. It's been, what, he did, it's six years now, or is it? Yeah, six, six years. years. Did he pass? Six, yep. years six years did he pass. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, I met him and Christian for the first time. They, they were my first real meeting of, of real witches. So I, I thought that was kind of neat. You know, I didn't know what to expect being brought up a good old Catholic boy and everything else. <laughs> right. So it, it, the cool thing was is that they were really cool. And uh, the interesting thing, too, is they accepted me for who I was, which is not always happens in the uh, witchy world, by the way. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, how did you uh, meet Sean? Uh, and, and and how would you describe him, I guess, is the best thing? Well, coming, okay, meeting Sean, okay, I, I, I first spotted Sean at a Pagan Pride Day in 2004. At a what? Uh, a pagan Pride. Oh, Pagan Pride, okay. Yeah, at Pagan Pride in 2004 with Lynn, and, um, and I went, and Christian and Sean were there, and we were like, I think we know these guys, you know, like, we, we know their names, you know, we're like, okay, I see who that is. Well, anyway, we were invited from um, a couple local witches in Salem um, to do a full moon uh, ritual at the Lyceum, and uh, oh, yeah. so we walk in, and this is a, actually an amazing, pretty cool story, so I walk in with Leanne, this is about probably two weeks after we've seen them at Taking Pride. And I see this amazing-looking man. Well, I couldn't see the front of him yet. I just seen this, you know, this giant man with all his curls and his long fingernails, and he's sitting in the chair, and he's, you know, he's he's putting together this paper and stamping, um, you know, uh, wax onto the paper and having people fingerprint this thing, and you know, it's basically uh, something that he was doing. And I was like, whoa! I was like, who is that? Because I didn't realize who it was, because when he was at Pagan Pride, he was kind of dressed down a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Here he is all glamorous, and I was like, who Yeah, is I, that? I can't picture him, you know, dressed down. <laughs> yeah, he was wearing all black jeans and, and, and a, you know, a jean jacket. He was wearing his hair with tie back. So then all of a sudden, I see Christian come down the stairs. I was like, oh, hey, Christian. He's like, hey, how are you? I'm like, oh, I'm good. You know, and then I walk over, and I seen, and I seen it was Sean, and he just looked at us, and he smiled. You know, and we just had the most enchanting night that night in the circle with him. We, we had a lot of actual paranormal experiences with him that night. Right. And at the end of the night, towards the end, he came up to me, and I had just lost my mother that May. Oh. Okay, so he comes up to me, and he goes, you know you can see her, don't you? Uh-huh. And I was like, well, what do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> and he goes, your mother. He goes, come with me. And he showed me what to do. 
Wow. I to listen to two mirrors and to see my mother, and I did. And he's like, you have the power. You have the power. Wow. And that's when I really knew how strong my mediumship skills could really be. <laughs> and and from that day on, uh, I basically was Sean Christian ever since. Mm-hmm. You know, learning more from him and all that. And he's the most amazing Oh, God. To me, he's a God. <laughs> I, he is. He he was my teacher, my 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 friend, my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, at times he could be your enemy, you know. <laughs> he was just the most amazing man. Most oh, you, did, you didn't want him as an enemy, I can tell you that. No, you didn't. No, you didn't, <laughs> no, you didn't want to get him mad at you, so, we, you know, you, you tried not to. <laughs> um, but, you know, he was, you know, the glamour, the, the, he made you feel like the most amazing person that ever walked the planet. He had that touch, that magicalness, you know, and there's nobody I will ever meet that could ever fill those shoes, ever. Oh, that's an awesome story. I yeah. mean, and, and and for everybody, you know, all the naysayers out there, I mean, now you didn't know him personally. He didn't know your mother no. had passed. Mm-hmm. So for him to come up he to you on... Was the first, that was the first night he ever spoke to me. Yeah. Because at the, at the Pagan Pride, we were observing. We didn't really talk to them, you know. And then we just happened to go that night they were there. Right. And that's when I had our, our encounters. And he looked at us, Leanne and I, and he said, you guys will stay. Wow. You know. Yeah. Well, so, I, I just think it's amazing, you know, for him to walk up to you and, and tell you that and and be, um, I think that that's a pretty giving person who mm-hmm. says, let me show you how to see her. Yeah, he had no idea. My mother just passed away. And he, I said, who are you talking about? goes, your mother. She just right. Passed. I mean that that I think that's like, wonderful. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. It yeah, was. And, and for those who are tuning in late, uh, this is Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation with Ann Carrigan, Ron Kolick, and we're talking about Salem, which uh, Sean Poirier, who passed away about six years ago, on March twenty second, is it? No, March eighteenth. I was so close, you know. <laughs> his birthday is April April second, so his birthday is also coming up. So we're in uh-huh. his realm right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and the interesting thing is, is you know, this is when I first started uh, uh, my radio show on WCCM. Which, you know, we're talking about ten years ago, and um, Christian and uh, Sean did research because they were doing this uh, month long thing. On the fest called the Festival of the Dead in Salem, and they had all kinds of cool events. But they wanted a ghost hunting event, and they actually went through and did research on a lot of different uh, people, a lot of different ghost hunting groups. And out of all of them, uh, they um, chose me. And you know, I still can't figure out why this day, but uh, <laughs> uh, and I've been doing it ever since for ten years now. Yeah, and that's how long it's been with me with Christian, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow, isn't that amazing? So anyways, um, when I first met him, uh, you know, a, a witch and Wiccan, and I thought, were, were the same, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I actually have um, an interview with uh, Sean right now that I did back in those days. And we ask uh, Sean, you know, what the difference is between – which is witchcraft in Wiccan. So can we play that now? It seems like uh, the Wiccan culture is a modern culture. 
um, that was invented in the 50s, reconstructed by various periods of witchcraft, and it's kind of an amalgamation. It's a very new religion formed in the 1950s. And basically the difference between Wicca and witchcraft is Wiccans almost seem to want to build on a peasant culture, um, regressive, pre-scientific kind of superstition, whereas witches are more interested in personal power and magic, and at that time, probably what was going on in the castles of the court of the time. Uh, Wiccans kind of look for a religion of the peasantry, and witches are reaching for a philosophy of the aristocracy. That's the way I view it. Ah. And witches have all of that pride and fire and style and slightly Gosh. more elevated standards from the that of a country-dwelling person or a pagan. So witches are, I call them the aristocracy of magic. Awesome. There you go. Okay. That okay. was pretty classy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, you know... Witches are, are, you know, not commoners. Is that, is that what we're coming from? Well, self-empowerment is a beautiful thing. There's the manipulation of oneself. Right. And actually, we're going to uh, talk about that. And, and, and from we'll hear from Sean again, once again, on manipulation and spell casting. So, uh, but, uh, you know, were you a witch before you met um, Sean and Christian? Yes, I was. You were. Yeah. And uh, I assume you you uh, joined their coven? Yes, I did. I was solitary and fought tooth and nail to not join the coven at first because I was, I kind of um, liked working by myself at the time. I mean, I liked, I enjoyed doing ritual with people, but I kind of, you know, I was kind of like, you know, i kind of been solitary all this time. Why, why join a coven? He was like, you just, you know, and then you just, I just did, <laughs> you know, because it, it became part of me and who I was, and I fell in love with my, uh, I call it my witch family, my coven, you know, and um, so Leanne and I, we, we were both initiated at the same time on Samhain, which is Halloween, and um, of the following year. So, you know, but we worked with them through the year. We took classes. I mean, we did all kinds of uh, amazing things uh, while he was here with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at that time, I mean, Christian and uh, Sean were uh, good partners together, and yeah. and uh, they kind of balanced each other at the same time as well. Oh, absolutely! They they work wonder they worked wonderfully together. Um, you know, Christian would kind of stay a little bit more behind the scenes. Um, well, Sean would be, you know, uh, um out there with the people and, and casting spells on the street and, you know, telling people's fortunes as they walked by during, you know, on Halloween time. And, you know, wow. Christian would, uh, Christian would uh, be doing things as well, you know, uh, keeping everything, you know, in line. And it, it worked out perfectly. They, they just, they were two peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a great team. Hey, now, what, remember, what shop, what shop is it? Is it Omen? Um, no, we had um, at that time it was only Festival of the Dead, which was our psychic fair, and um, and uh, you know the the witches' balls and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Omen came after or Sean passed away. It was X first. Okay. Um, and actually, Sean, um, you know, 
so I heard, was uh, something that he wanted to create one day was a shopping call at Hex. So Christian and, uh, and Leanne uh, decided that would be a great thing to honor him. Um, a year after his passing, they opened Hex on his birthday. Oh. A year after that, on his birthday, they opened Omen. Uh-huh. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, and now, and now, of course, we they also have Hex in New Orleans as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. now it's Hex in New Orleans. Yeah, that right. opened uh, this past year, year before. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So one of the things that, that witches do, of course, is cast spells. So uh, here's another take from uh, this, the interview I did. Uh, Maureen uh, was also with me at that time, and, and here's the interview we do. Can we play that now, Anna? Now, Sean, do you do spells as well, or? Oh God, what don't I do a spell? And I'm like kind of like Willow from Buffy. <laughs> now, do you write your own spells, or how does that work? Um, every successful witch should write their own spells. It's nice to get the cookbook spells if you're a baby witch and just starting out because they work. Um, but the most powerful spells are the ones from a disciplined and trained mind and a heart of molten fire and faith, just to manifest whatever you want. Right, because the intent is a lot behind it, correct? Yes. And magic is manipulation, mm-hmm. so I do believe in manipulation, and it's not a bad word. We all have to manipulate our clothes to put on. We manipulate our cars. So manipulation is a word that's kind of been slandered about, but which is, um, we don't believe in a threefold law. We believe that what, whatever you're going to do, be it good or bad, you have to accept total responsibility for it. There are no scapegoats, so... You know, it's, it's more of a... Um, you know, there should be more of that nowadays. I was right. just going to say that, definitely. And a lot of a lot of modern-day wickets kind of become almost like pagan Catholicism. Like if you don't have an asami and you don't have a magic circle cast and your ritual won't work, Wiccans kind of... Um, and I, I say that witches are the deities that Wiccans pray to. Ooh. Because in the old days, the very gods and goddesses that Wiccans serve were witches that just lived their life on the cutting edge of magic and their stories built to that of legend. So, you know, I'm not so much a supplicant when I practice my arts. I I get out there and I use the powers of God or my divine power to manifest, or psychic power, uh, to manifest exactly as I will in my life, and I pay the price, good or bad, for it. Uh And that was Sean again. Hmm. He was was a very articulate person when he spoke. Yes. Absolutely. Magical, and you can hear it in his voice, and I, I feel like crying. Um, when I hear his voice, hmm. um, it, oh, God. It no, is, I'm this sorry, is very Kelly. touching for me. No, it's, it's, it, you know, it's a wonderful, a wonderful cry, because to hear his voice again, you know, mm-hmm. great. It's great. And, and you, you know, what's really interesting is when I, and I put this together, and um I had a couple of shows of just him. I mean, I had also other shows I, he did with Christian, but I, I just one of the ones that he did solo, and I had to listen to those. And I, I was the same way. I was, uh, you know, I, you know, I had that tear in my eyes, like wow, uh, you know, it's not, well, it's actually <laughs> right now it's kind of. Longer. But magic is so strong, and his soul is so bright. He is still here, and he hasn't gone anywhere. And you know what? He was always spirit, even when he was alive, you know, so he, he hasn't gone, he'll, he'll always be. Yeah, and yeah, you're simply amazing, man, and we've got about three minutes till break time, but uh, I had one more about 
how he studied and where he learned. But I think I'll just hold that until after the break because uh, I don't want to shortchange it at all or anything else. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Sean, he was, uh, it was really funny because I did my first conference, paranormal conference, about 10 years ago called Contact at the Houghton Mansion, which is kind of kind of odd because that's what I'm, where I'm going the first week in April uh, with you, Anne. And That's right. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it was amazing because he and Christian came and they stayed overnight, which I don't know how I got them all the way up from Salem, but they actually did come. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, it was in July, and it was like you know 900 degrees out in that mansion at that time. All the windows were sealed. Oh. So there was no no air conditioning, no, oh, no. Uh, breezes or nothing. And they showed up, of course, in their their black garb and and uh, heavy robes and hats and everything else. Oh my! And, uh, and the crowd was absolutely awestruck. Absolutely I'm sure. awestruck by it. <laughs> Ron was well, telling me that story yesterday, your son. He's telling me oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah, was telling him the same exact story, yeah. He's like, you should have seen people's faces. They're like, what? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and there were some really interesting things that happened at that that uh, contact, that convention that I ran. And, and one of them, of course, was the amazing, my introduction to table tipping. And uh, I actually posted a picture on my Facebook page uh of uh, Sean doing table tip and then it got all these weird lights and shadows coming from it, which I thought was uh, pretty cool. spooky. Yeah, mm. really cool. And, and the table, it was it was funny because there was a whole bunch of them on a table, and the, they actually the table led them, and they were running to keep up with it. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, into the crowd, and it was spinning all around and everything else. And and, and then they were running. I don't mean just walking. They were actually running. There were some of them were just, like, stretched out trying to keep their fingers still on the table and everything else. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that was a pretty, uh, pretty amazing time. And uh, there were some other things in, uh, that, that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, I have a couple more clips. Uh, Kelly, you want to stay, stay on with us? Or yeah, are you stay take on. Off? Yeah, okay, it's up to you. All right, cool. Um, I don't, I don't want you to cry too hard in your birthday, you know. <laughs> no, it's okay. Not even happy tears. This isn't sad tears. This is like this made my birthday even better. Oh, it's my, good. It, it's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. There you go. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, later on we have uh, Sean's uh, a great interview on Sean on Animalville Horror House and some of the relics that he actually experimented with. So we're going to have that later on in the show, which is really a cool clip. So anyways, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick. And today we're honoring Sean Portier right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and Beyond. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. 
For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our tribute show to Sean Poria, Salem Witch. Yep, and I have to amazing because there's a lot of a lot of uh, conversation going on in the Pararex chat room all about different uh, meaning, no harm, and other stuff like that. So, anyways, uh, one thing we we did in our interview uh, with um, Sean is that we asked him where he trained. So, uh, can we play that clip, which is called "I Have No Clue." <laughs> Um, Actually, I come from two lines of magic. My Irish grandmother, Molly uh, Farley, God bless her, she's passed now, she taught me the Celtic ways of healing and divination and to tune into spirits and, you know, to follow the ebbs and flows and the secret faces of nature. And I have a Native American grandmother who taught me the more darker side of magic, like protection, um, self-defense, more shamanic, more visceral things. So I have the two lines of Native American as well as Celtic, and when I was in college, I had kind of gotten away from it, and believe it or not, I went to uh, a Bible school. I was going to go to Oral Roberts Bible School, because I had left the craft for a while. But then when I saw the hypocrisy and judgment of of that whole theme, I wasn't grooving on it. And I went back into the craft of about 17, and I met a marvelous woman. Her name was Dottie Morse. She taught me how to facilitate the gifts of mediumship. And um, she passed over this past Halloween, and Ron and his people have been, you know, most gracious in honoring her spirit with me this year. So it's been a good winter, a very soul-reflecting winter. So that's a little bit of how uh, Sean was trained. So we had the Celtic and the Native American. Wow. I thought was interesting. That's, that's a double whammy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should know you have that Celtic training, don't you, Ann? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I can give a dirty look like nobody else, so there. <laughs> that's my power. <clears throat> so, uh, Kelly, you're still with us, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, what when you look back on on your time with uh, Sean, what was the most interesting thing um, that you can remember about working with him on, on anything in particular? Uh, there's so many interesting things that happened with Sean. Um, I, I don't know. I guess the best part that I love the most when we worked um, October together, you know, he would pull us. You know, he'd pull me off my desk and say, come with me, we're going to walk. And he'd grab me by my arm, and he'd also grab Leanne, and we'd, we'd go down Essex Street, and and we wouldn't walk. We'd kind of float. <laughs> you know, it, it was very amazing how we he taught us this 
way to walk, you know. It's part of the craft. It's, it's the way you hold yourself, the way you, you your energy is thrown. And he would walk us, walk with us, and people would part their ways as we're walking. Wow. And we would just stop in the middle of Essex Street, and we would start, like, doing, he would start doing this magic and have us do it with him, and then he'd start, you know, uh, giving fortunes to people. And it was, it, those were really the best moments, just walking around Salem on Halloween, you know, in October with him. And, you know, of course, there was other moments off-season, too, that were amazing, like, you know, hay rides and haunted houses, and, you know, we'd go and, uh, you know, track through the woods and, you know, um, in the snow, and, you know, we'd have a lot of fun. There's too many things to, uh, so many things to remember about him that were just amazing and so much fun, sitting in his living room, eating Chinese food on the rug, watching, you know, uh, Three's Company. I mean, those moments were just extreme <laughs> when walking around town. Oh, almost you know, like three in the morning, you know, get a phone call at 3 in the morning. What are you doing? You want to watch TV with me, you know? <laughs> so we'd sit on the phone and I'd watch, you know, TV with them on. Um, and, you know, those were, those those moments that price was the most amazing time of my life was when he was there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. He brought me from down the level. You know, the year I met him, I had went through a divorce. My mother had passed. I was down and out, and you know, I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't really looking all that great. I, I was, I was in hell. And he mm-hmm. took me and transformed me back to who I was before and who I always was. Mm-hmm. He took right. me out of the grave, basically, wow. <laughs> and made me basically. I, I give him most all the credit to who I am today. Wow. You know, That's because he did, he did amazing things for me spiritually. So he was the person that you needed to, to have in your life at that time, clearly. Absolutely. I mean, from from that December of 2003 up until I met him, it was complete misery. And then we met, we met with him, and my life changed for the better. Mm-hmm. For That's better. awesome. And, and, and I understand that you were able to post something for us. Uh, yeah, uh, we have a picture of uh, Sean and Christian Day out at the Houghton Mansion. And, Ron, yeah, I believe you said this was at Contact. Right, yeah. Um, the, 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 uh, and uh, so I just posted it up there so people can see, you know, that's what on, it looks that's like. On our, that's on our Facebook page. Uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Okay. Facebook and, page. Yep. All right. We have another caller, and so we'll bring her on as well. And she is someone who also knew uh, Sean very well and actually worked, uh, I hate to say word intimately, but I, I guess at the Hooten <laughs> Mansion, she did work intimately with him. Uh, she's my former partner from the original Ghost Chronicles, Maureen Wood. Hey, how are you? I am better than nothing. That's what my wife says. <laughs> better than Hi, nothing. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Great, how are you? Good. So, anyways, we're, we're talking here a little bit about Sean and the, the, some of the things that went on in this, that, uh, how he affected us uh, individually and, and the, the community as a whole. And I know that... Um, you know, you, you met him through Ghost Chronicles, and and eventually the uh, 
uh, spectral evidence at the festival of the dead. And eventually you went on to work with him at the, the Hooten Mansion as well. And I, I thought that would be a really good story to, to talk about. And uh, Maureen, I think, uh, do you want to take that? Sure. Um, as far as the, the Houghton Mansion, for me, was to me, it was amazing that night, only because I think for anyone who would see, it was, what, August? It was summertime. Oh, yeah. July. 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 But it was so sweltering, and anybody who's been to the Houghton Mansion who hasn't, there's, you know, obviously it's an older mansion, so there's no air conditioning, and, the, you know, it's just an older building. And here we are. We're all dying of the heat, literally, and here we have um, our guests come in, and it was Sean and Christian. They walked in, and I'm looking at them. The, my first thought was, oh, dear God. First of all, <laughs> they had velvet on and the mm. capes and the very dramatic clothing, and they looked amazing, but I'm thinking, how can they handle this, I mean, with the heat? Um, and so I looked at them, and you know what's funny? It's that first image, it was interesting to watch. You know, you'd see people, and I think, obviously, they went for the dramatic effect, and you'd have some of the people that were at the Houghton Mansion just kind of look, and they would gawk, right? Their eyes would get huge. And and I thought at first, I said, wow, you know, I mean, at the first glimpse to someone who may not have been familiar with seeing Sean might have been, you know, wow, maybe they would just be a little nervous or scared or whatever to be around them because they wouldn't know what to expect. And I will tell you that after that night, um, having worked with him and, you know, he was just amazing. He just is a genuinely, you know, he was a genuinely kind soul that to me was, you know, if you looked at him, I'd say he was like a gentle giant. He was someone that looked imposing, but yet when you came down to it, he was just genuinely oh, caring. He always helped. I mean, <laughs> that night um, we were doing, I think we were doing the Ouija board at the time, and Ron and I, and uh mm-hmm. We started picking up on Mary, and Mary, her energy started coming through. And I remember kind of going in and out of it because I was channeling a little bit, and I thought, oh, my God, now it's not a good time. And Sean came over, and he put his hand on my shoulder, and I remember him saying, oh, my God, I feel her now. So it was interesting to me to have someone that it made me at least know I wasn't alone. I mean, here he was. He had his hand on my shoulder. He was picking up on the same energy. But what happened was even uh, maybe an hour or so, a couple hours after that, he even changed the whole program. I mean, I think he was supposed to be doing, like, the seance, correct, mm-hmm. that night? And he said, you know what, because, we're, you know, Mary kept coming through, and it was, it was something that Mary, the spirit Mary, needed help, and she needed help to be moved on, um, or at least into a better place um, so that she could choose. And so what happened was he just said, you know what, we're going to change the whole program tonight. We're going to help Mary because that's what we're here to do. And I have to say that really affected me, um, in a way that I thought, wow, here's someone that, you know, he knows he's here. He's supposed to be sticking kind of to a program, or at least it was meant to be, but yet he's not afraid to kind of, you know, stand out there and say, I'm really about helping people or helping even spirits. And that's what we're here for. And there were a few people that were a little, you know, not sure what to expect, but I think by the end of the night, they too were kind of um, in awe at everything that took place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and for those who don't know, uh, Mary is the daughter of A.C. Hooten, who was killed in an automobile accident, and uh, Witter, uh, John Witter, was the chauffeur who uh, crashed the car at that time. He survived the accident, but three days later he 
uh, went out into the stable and shot himself in the head and killed himself. Right. And shortly after that, the father, who had no serious injuries at all, died, uh, I believe, 10 days later after the accident. So it was uh, really strange. There was also a cousin, I believe, uh, Hutton, who died in the car record as well. So, uh, right. But anyways, we had... We had kind of hit on it before our first visit to the mansion that uh, Mary and John Witter had some type of uh, a relationship. And uh, part of this thing that Sean did was to reunite them in death and right. she, through you and and uh, through himself, I guess that's the, yeah, the way it was. He, and you know what, Ron? I mean, it's funny because I think at that night you're like, this isn't working. I mean, you were almost picking up on Houghton. I mean, you were. Oh, I did, and I was going to And you were looking yeah. at me like, this isn't happening, this isn't happening. And I'm laughing going, <laughs> yeah, it is, you know. But I could feel, and, and I have to tell you, that to me was, you know, feeling that energy that night, working with Sean, you know, he, and I, I truthfully don't believe that it was something I could have done obviously without his guidance and his help because we were feeling this energy so strong. And what was interesting is we we kind of walked, and I literally felt like I had this huge gown on. I remember that. I remember walking, <laughs> feeling like I needed to lift my gown up yeah. over these steps. And when we got, we walked up these stairs. We went into the library, I believe. Right. And when I sat down, Ron, I could see at a distance, right? And I'm kind of in and out. But I have to say, it literally felt like I could feel um, John Witters, the one who had taken his life, and it literally felt like he was on, like if you could picture a bridge, that it was so sad that Mary was on one side and he was on the other, and I could feel him, and even Sean, and I'm thinking, wow, this is, am I losing my mind? And Sean looked at me and said, there's a gap between them. We, had, we have to help them come together. And so he's like, picture them, you know, coming together over the bridge. Picture John, it's okay, you can come. So I mean, I'm even getting goosebumps right now because I was just going to say that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm seeing this, like I'm literally seeing this white, like everything went to a white haze and this love. It was like this overwhelming feeling of love that when he came up over this, like, bridge, and when I tell you the only thing I can ever relate it to is a magnet. You know when you take a magnet and you take the opposite and they just cling together? Mm-hmm. It right. literally felt like like this so much energy just kind of snapped together in this love, overwhelming feeling of love. I thought I was just going to fall apart. Uh-huh. I was crying. Sean was crying. Ron's got this evil look on his face <laughs> across the room. And, and I have to say, it was I even to this day, of all the energy I've felt and the work I've done, that moment, may, I've, I don't think, I don't know that I'll ever feel that again, and I, I never felt it up until that day, and it was just amazing. That's, so, that's intense. And you know what was interesting, too, is because, you, you know, especially in the beginning days, I've always said I was as psychic as a brick, uh, right? Remember, Maureen? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and, the, and the thing with that, it was the energy was so strong that I really believe that I was picking up on AC, and he was totally pissed that, oh, uh, that they were getting together. And, uh uh-huh. But yet I couldn't get near them. It's like I was I was angry, but I I couldn't get anywhere near them, which was kind of interesting. It, it, you know what's cool too is is Kelly uh, was uh, we just did an event last year. Kelly, remember? I think it was mm-hmm. November, wasn't it November? Yes. 
and you did a yeah, and you did a ceremony uh, to to remember the dead as well, and it brought all tons of tears to a lot of people, including myself. I also brought John into that, if you remember. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, yeah. If, if you saw the my pictures that I took uh, right. with the infrared, it was pretty amazing. Faces. Um, yeah, and but the interesting thing, it was that same thing. It was the bridge thing, wasn't it? Yes. Really. And, and, yeah, and and the bridge thing, it, it, I realize that now. It, it's kind of like goes through different. I'm not going to say religions, but different uh, spiritualities. For instance, the shamans, Shaman Stephen, I've talked about him, uh, talked to him before. He mentions this bridge thing where you, you go and you, you, you go and you look and you, and you connect with the spirit on the other side. And then I have a good friend who's in the spiritualist church, and it's the same thing with, with her. Is that the same thing they believe, that, that you go to the bridge and you, you go over and you go, you're crossing over. So uh, that same uh, bridge is in many different spiritualities, and, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's a very uh, a powerful uh, image, really, when you think about it. Right. Now, that's, it's interesting you say that, and I almost wonder, I mean, part of me wonders, too, if it, it was almost that it was like different levels of energy, mm-hmm. right? That, right? And it may only be the belief of John Witters that kept him because he took his own life. You know, he may have kept himself at that level, feeling he didn't deserve to to move on or to move up or whatever, or to be with Mary, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, who knows? But I do know that I could feel Houghton. I mean, after that night, it was mm-hmm. so bizarre because, like, the next day when I left, it felt like a wedding had happened. It literally felt like a wedding, and I knew they were still there, and they didn't want to leave because they, they just love. I mean, they just wanted to finally have time, you know, to be together. And I have to say, I could feel the angst, like the hatred that Houghton had for me. And mm-hmm. when I left uh-huh. there, I thought, oh, boy, this is bad. And, and to be honest, and when I went back there after that is when I had all the issues that I've ever mm-hmm. had being at that place. It's like, hey, you did something that I didn't want to happen. Then I thought about it. Maybe, I mean, in their time period, you know, you didn't have, it was kind of uh, shunned against or, you know, not looked kindly upon to have your right. daughter, you know, the daughter of a mayor be going with the help. Um, So it's very possible that, you know, it's just he held that over and brought that hatred with him, you know, or that Mm. dislike. It's just a wonder if he maybe was holding them back. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Yeah, I I think so. I agree agree with you, Ann. But I know we we haven't got too much time left, and I've got to play the next clip because that's the one on Amarillville Horror, and uh, it's about five minutes long. So it's a a five-minute clip, but it's a really good clip. So can we play that now? For the first time in 30 years, we actually have remnants from the Amityville house, as well as soil from where the well was. Since we got into this, let's talk a little bit about what happened to you when you uh, were investigating a little bit at, at your house. Oh, the Am- with the Amityville. Right. Well, um, we had got the remnants um, of the house, and some psychics and witches were here at the house. It was a very idealistic summer afternoon. Uh, the weather was balmy, there was no turbulence in the air, and we started putting the uh, wood from the house and paint chips on the house and the soil under various experiments. Well, unbeknownst to us, while we were doing our work, um, we heard a big bang, and the storm door 
from my house, ripped off the hinges, flew across my Mercedes and landed into the middle of Beaver Street. And this was proven by my neighbors and by (laughs) people that saw it, and it's something they never forgot, and it's something that kind of scared the hell out of us. Ever since then, I kind of kept the uh, artifacts from Amityville under lock and key. And I don't want to, you know, hype it up like the movie and the book, because something really, in my opinion, Ron, did happen at the house, because all those people were murdered. The house is a very close by, yet no one heard the shotgun go off, Mm -hmm. even in the house. There was something there. I don't know how trumped up the movie and book made it, but there is an energy field in that house. Nothing is stranger than the truth. Now, Sean, if you don't mind me asking, how did you acquire these pieces? Nick's, or Nick's, Nick's on that. Oh, all right. Forget that. I won't ask. I was tell, don't tell ask, you. don't tell. I'll tell you the truth. It was very naughty, but I, I did manage to get part of the house and some of the soil from the well. Now, so you did feel the energy that was going on with the artifacts or the pieces? Since the, since the um, artifacts have been in here, the house has this cold spots that come in the house anytime those artifacts are taken out. Mm-hmm. Um, people have seen shadows flying through the house and literally will not come into the house. One of the bigger things that happened is my friend Nina and I were working with it and... You could hear faint, faint orchestra music, classical music being played. There was no TV. There was no radio on. It was like at 2 in the morning, just kind of coursing through the house. And those are the things that we kind of found fascinating. But as the experimentation went on and the door came off the hinges, I mean, insurance companies don't cover acts of demons. So that's why I kept them under lock. And Two more things about that Amityville haunt. Um... The first thing is, um, you brought up a very valid point. Um, A lot of what was said that went on in the house uh, was fraudulent. Mm -hmm. But my point of it not being a hoax is the land it was buried on, connecting with the uh, Indian tribes, as well as um, the night of the DeFeo murders, regardless of whether the man was on drugs and just doing, you know, the drug thing gone bad. But regardless of those facts, the house is a very tightly compacted. It's not like the movie. Um, there's like probably 15 feet between each house. Now, the murderer went through the house with a high-powered shotgun. And I know in my neighborhood, if I hear a shotgun, you're going to hear that for quite some way. Right. Um I think six people were murdered in that house. I, I forget the number now. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. But the mother, the father, and the children were all murdered in the house. No one in the house heard the gun go off, and none of the neighbors heard the sound. So the vortex of that house kept the sound within it. And I believe that if people generate fear, it catalyzes that object even more. Um, that's probably why it's been so quiet for the past few years because it's kind of, you know, fallen out. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when the new movie comes up. But I think something strange was going on in the house. And one experiment that I did do with it is I was painting a picture of the Amityville house, and I mixed a tiny bit of the dirt in with the paintings as I was painting the the, the Amityville house. And I'm not um, a formal artist. I just dabble in art. And when the painting dried, you could see where the dirt was mixed with the paint 
faces, like spirit photography, come out of the canvas actually on the painting of the house. So that's my um, comments on, on the Amityville haunting. I do believe it's real. So there you go. Wow. Uh, isn't, that isn't that amazing painting with, with the dirt from it? I, uh, I've uh, seen it many times. And I was going to ask you that, Kelly. Yes. Is that still around? What's that? Is that photograph? Is that painting still around? Uh, I believe, uh, yes, one of the cover members has that, yes. Oh, wow, that would be awesome to have for uh, yeah. spectral, spectral evidence. Ooh. I don't think mm -hmm. they would give it. <laughs> no. 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 We could take a picture of it. <laughs> I have pictures of it. <laughs> oh, maybe we go that. Wow. One other thing I, I did want to mention about, uh, and, and Maureen uh, can will testify this, is that we were in Salem and we did a book signing at uh, Life and Death, which is no longer there. Do you remember that, Maureen? Oh, yes, I do. You want, you want to take that? No, you can go ahead. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember which which way you're going with it, but go ahead. It was really interesting because we did a book signing. We did a little talk in a book signing. As we did, go ahead. <laughs> no, seriously. All right. As we did, we would swear, and, and we, we both agreed on this, that Sean was with us at that time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He hmm, definitely yes, that I came through. Oh, you weren't remember? That's what it was. I oh, was remembering. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what? We've done so many things in Salem, and and you know what? For some reason, when you were talking and and you did that clip, I can't mm -hmm. get my head around when they did the um the macabre. What was it? With all the different oh serial killers. Oh dear God! Yeah, <laughs> serial killers. And all I could remember oh, was Sean coming up to me. <laughs> Oh, and he came up to me, and he, he was, you know, he's also had like a prankster, right, side. Mm -hmm. So I'm standing there, and it just shocked me, and he had the container with, like, the, the ashes and stuff in the Amityville, and he turns around, and he opens the cover and goes, put your head in here. And <laughs> and I literally, like, I thought I was going to pass out, you know, and he's like, oh, what'd you feel? I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just did that, right? <laughs> And and I just started laughing. I'm like, oh my god! And he's like, isn't it awesome? I'm like, oh yeah, it's great. it's great. Thank you. Cool. So he was a little bit of a prankster too. Sean. <laughs> you know what's interesting, Kelly, is that in the end, that uh, the first uh, spectral events we did was held at the Lyceum, and uh, Sean did have the relics from the Amityville Horror. We did a, a spirit photography, we, but he actually oh, took yeah. my. My big ass cross, um, <laughs> and, and he he bound bound the uh, the jar with it. In fact, my cross still has the wax that he sealed it with, um, right. with my cross on it. And but we did get some fantastic pictures. Uh, the people that went to uh, shooting the uh, the dirt, the didn't there look like a like a pig face or something? Excuse me. I know. <laughs> Not you. I was talking about the image that someone took a picture of that the jar and even with it bound at the cross and I thought someone thought they saw like an image of some like a pig face or something. <laughs> I know. Whatever, I'm just telling you. Okay, I think we're ran out of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did hear the pizza from the dead is here, so <laughs> Ooh. <Yeah. laughs> So anyways, uh, we, we want to conclude. Uh, we certainly say want to say to Sean that we, we do miss him. Mm -hmm. and, miss you, Sean. Uh, yeah. Kelly, uh, any last thoughts? 
Oh, uh, just, just, uh, I, I, I'm in awe right now. I, I don't know what to say for a last thought, except for thank you so much for remembering Sean and bringing this uh, on the air tonight. And um, I feel him around me right now, and I know that he's he's thrilled, and I can right. hear him laughing, and he had the most contagious laugh anyone could ever have. <laughs> and I just want to thank you for, for honoring him. Okay. Well, you're so welcome. Yeah, Maureen. On behalf oh, of just, all of us here in Salem. Well, the same thing is that, you know what, even though he's not here in the physical, we certainly know he's here and he's around us, many of us, and that we send our love to him and we thank him for everything. And yep, we miss there him. There you go. So, uh, Ann, I want to thank you so much for thinking about this show. I, I know it was a little difficult because you didn't know the man, but uh, I, I hope you enjoyed it as well. I did. Least. It was great. It was great. I feel him. like I know him a little better now. Just so there you go. So, from all of us here at uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, to all of you out there, it's t- and especially you, Sean, good night and God bless. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.